I'd be very surprised if our suspect was from Brainerd. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. From his footprint, he looks like a big fella. You see something down there, Chief? No, I just think I'm gonna barf. Jeez. You okay, Margie? Yeah, I'm fine. It's just morning sickness. Well, that passed. What is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and you are listening to another episode of the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit around and review movies that you absolutely should have seen, but one of us hasn't. And I'm here with three of my friends. I'm Tyler. I'm Scott. I'm Zach. And I'm Jake again. <laughs> Jake uninterrupted. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about Fargo today. Don't you know? Yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of want to do the accent, but I don't, I don't think I could really do it well. I couldn't so, do it for long. Yeah. I can say like two or three phrases in the accent. Yeah. But I just respect to these, the actors in this movie who apparently just read a book called How to Talk Minnesotan. And that was how they learned how Wait, to... Wait, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> apparently where they learned to talk Minnesotan. Wow. Yeah. What well, do you think that's all about? Uh, oh, that was not that it. Was Canadian. Yeah. That was not it. <laughs> that was like a that was, that was like, like a Irish Scottish Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scottish Canadian. Well, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I had. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Fargo. This is what our third or fourth Coen Brothers movie at this point. I think I've picked our fourth, three of them. I believe. Yeah. So um, we're we're making our way through. Burn after reading. No country. Uh, and I, Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I picked three of them. I, apparently, I really yeah, like it. Apparently, you do. Yeah, yeah I, I would guess like uh, I would guess that Coen Brothers are probably your favorite like filmmaker. Yeah, them or Tarantino. Okay, probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're good movies, though. It's oh, easy. yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean I'm no. stoked every time every time we get one. But uh, it's definitely like if Zach's uh, like Wes Anderson or whatever, then you're definitely Coen. I would I would be happy. I'd be thrilled with that, actually. Well, that's the identity what, what you're would, creating for yourself. What would Tyler be? I don't know that I can assign that. I can really just assign things to you, like Timothy Chalamet vibes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Scott, I guess, is is uh, what's uh, what's the guy's name that directed Michael uh, Bay? No, not Michael Bay. Oh. Um, the other one, The Lost Castle. <laughs> no, he like he Rolling directed Emmerich. Roland Emmerich. Emmerich. Yeah, yeah, Scott's Roland Emmerich for sure. Oh, I yeah. feel like I give Tyler either like Villeneuve, um, or as a writer Sorkin. Yeah, yeah, Sorkin. I think, yeah. Yeah, and as a director, a director, to be honest, too, yeah. yeah, I think he's. I think Sorkin's probably my my and favorite. Just, just as a dude, yeah, yeah, you know? just a a really. He's, uh, got, he's got Tyler energy. <laughs> I don't know anything about him, honestly. <laughs> that could be a huge insult no. that I wouldn't even know. I don't know. I think it's probably accurate. I'm pretty sure he's an addict. And that just <laughs> okay. kind of sounds yeah. like well, me. You okay. know? I think he did a lot of cocaine. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd still take him over Timothy Chalamet, though. <laughs> I, oh, man. I don't know. I, I love Timothy Chalamet. I, yeah. I'm a simp for, a t- for TC, for sure. I'll take him. I like, I like TC. <laughs> I could probably never watch him on screen ever again and be fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all of us 
That's true. Of. I don't think no, that's that would the case make me sad. That <laughs> no. <laughs> would make me sad. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just assume that all four of us would be okay to never see him again in the movie? I, I would be okay to. I, here's the thing: is I would be okay to never see any person again in a movie. Like my life would go on. <laughs> well, I guess my life true. would go on. That's technically but, true. But it would be a bummer. Sure. Oh yeah. Like if I got told like, okay, yeah, like Timothy Chalamet is done acting. Like he's alive. He's just never, he's choosing to never do it again. That would bum me out. What about if he died? I mean, that would also bum me separated out. Them, yeah. So I was like wondering what the but, difference I mean, was. it would bum me out, but I'd also understand why he's not <laughs> appearing in any movie. I would be again. less understanding of dead than retired. <laughs> Personally. Uh, so why'd you pick Fargo, eh? Uh, I have uh, a weird experience, like association with this. It's not that weird, but my, my, uh, like most of my life, I'd never seen this movie. And then my experiences with it were my dad flipping through the TV and then saying, Fargo, it's so weird. And then he would put it on <laughs> <laughs> and then we would watch like five minutes of it and then he would change the channel. Uh, and then like that, that was like all I had seen of it. And then when I, was an adult, I guess I decided to watch it and I was like, this is really funny and I really like it. So I decided to pick it. Well, it's a great choice. It's probably not my favorite Coen brothers movie, but that's just because there are so many great yeah. Coen brothers movies. I don't think it's my favorite either, but I like it. Yeah. And I think I it's a too. solid movie. Yeah. And it's, I think it's well known, especially now, like they're doing a Fargo show. And so like people are, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm it. catching you slip little uh minnesotan accents i can't, into I, can't some I don't think i could say fargo i heard it too i don't <laughs> okay. think i could say fargo without it uh, it, was, it was not just fargo, fargo. It, was, it was uh there was and show. now they're making a fargo show yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, i'll tell you what i'm not doing it on purpose uh, <laughs> but it, i heard it too and i was i was just thinking surprised yourself yeah i was like huh all right. <laughs> I'll roll with it. If yeah. you went and visited Fargo, how long do you think it would take for you to pick up the accent? Probably not that long, apparently. <laughs> I've never I've never been to Minnesota and I'm already doing it. I just watched this movie. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it would happen fast. And I think I would maybe hate myself for it. Yeah. <laughs> it know? is the uh, I I think I would rather Okay, here's a good would you rather. Would you rather be forced to have a Cajun accent for the rest of your life or a Minnesotan accent? Minnesotan. I don't, what, can you give me a Cajun? No, like, because I, nobody can understand. It's the, the guy from, uh, the guy from, uh, um, uh, the water boy, the coach. Oh gosh. <laughs> that was an accent that wasn't like gibberish. No, that's an accent. That's a real accent that people in the United States have. But it felt like, like he was just making fun of the accent. Have you ever have you yeah. ever watched Hillbilly Hand Fishing? No. Uh that there's there's a lot of Cajun accents on that show. <laughs> Hillbilly Hand Fishing, I feel like, like that makes sense that you've seen that show. <laughs> my dad my dad likes it. <laughs> I feel like um a lot of people like are endeared to the like uh the minnesotan, minnesotan yeah. accent and so i would probably do that one yeah i would do that one too i think i'd pick cajun really i, I don't <laughs> you like, look like you pick cajun <laughs> <laughs> that's, the me that's the meanest thing you could have said <laughs> it was pretty mean Ooh. but i loved it <laughs> that was rough um, i don't know like and especially i i think that the the minnesota accent at least in this movie is used to great effect comedically. Yes. Uh, so 
And I, I don't feel like the Cajun accent, I feel like a Cajun accent would get, you know, the bit would get old. Very quickly. old, very I'd fast. I'd be like, all right, this is not that funny anymore. You, I just, I want to know what you're saying. You I would cease the, being my friend at some no, point. No, I mean, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't do that, but it would be a bummer. I'd be like, <laughs> I wouldn't believe uh, that you weren't doing it to annoy me. <laughs> I wouldn't believe that you did it around other people. Uh, <laughs> I watched a, a, a YouTube video the other day of somebody ranking all the 50 states. And uh, by what <laughs> criteria? Based off of like actual like statistics of like crime rates oh, okay. and like all that kind of stuff. Um, also weather and like some things that were less. Uh, okay, gotcha. And Minnesota was like number 12. It was really Really? High. Yeah. Uh, apparently the Cohen brothers grew up in the area and oh. they had said, they described it as Siberia with family restaurants. <laughs> yeah. that's pretty funny so. i mean based on like how they decided to portray it in this movie that try it makes yeah. sense uh-huh. well hey scott what do you say you hit us with a little bit of just the facts about this movie yeah as we already talked about it was written and directed by the coens um they released on march 8th 1996 so it came out the same year as jerry Maguire. uh had a runtime of 95 minutes uh, so it was shorter than jerry Maguire. Uh, other guys gave this a 94%. IMDb gave it an 8.1. Box office of $60 million on a $7 million budget, so pretty good <laughs> ROI of 8.6. It won for Best Lead Actress for, uh, for Frances McDormand and uh, Best Screenplay. And then it lost five others uh, for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for William H. Macy, Best Director, and then Best Cinematography and Best Film Editing. Nice. The cinematographer on this, uh, once again, is Roger Deakins, greatest cinematographer of all time, and apparently... Apparently not loves, the greatest one of 1996, though. Loves working with the Coens, yeah. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> Sorry, Roger. You suck, <laughs> Roger. In 96. <laughs> I, thought this, I thought this is a well-shot movie. I do, too. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it was nominated, so I guess yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, like, I'm not taking a, that much of a dig at him. Yeah. A little one, though. <laughs> so, Jake, you had seen five minutes of this movie at a time, uh, but who uh, who all was a late bloomer to this? I watched it. I know. I was just yeah. teasing. <laughs> I think I was the late bloomer. I thought about just right now, like, doing a bit where I pretended like I had seen it before, and they were like, what? There was no late bloomers, but then I, I just decided it was going to be a bad idea and it'd be more funny to just say this. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, like I mean, they, your instinct was... is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're laughing right now. Fair. For different reasons. Uh, <laughs> we're laughing at you, not with you. I know that, but that's the point. <laughs> okay. I felt like both ways it was going to oh, okay. be laughing at me. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So you had never seen this before? No, I had never seen it before. Gotcha. I was watching this movie and I, I guess we'll get into it, but when I was watching, Scott's going to get into it, but I thought, Scott's not going to like this while I was watching it. So I'm very interested to see how you felt. Well, Jake, let's start with you. Why uh, not? You've told us why you picked it, I think. But what uh, what do you think watching it through this time? I I really liked it. I liked um, I thought it was very funny. Like there's something about this like dry cheerfulness in the face of these like in just like these like like really lightly dealing with the these crazy events that are happening that I find very funny in almost every scene. I love uh, Steve Buscemi in this. I think, and I, I honestly I like Steve Buscemi in pretty much everything I see him in. Yeah. Um. And I think Francis McDormand is great. I love 
her relationship with her husband, I, I genuinely think that they are couple goals. Like she gets woken up in the middle of the night and then he's like, no, you got to eat. And then she's like, what are you talking? He's like, I'm going to make some eggs. He's like, you cannot leave until I make you breakfast. And then he just like chills. Like he, they have their couple goals, but he is my goal. Yeah. Like <laughs> he just, he wakes up, makes his wife breakfast, eats the remainder of it when she leaves. And then just kind of like is big chilling for the rest of the day, like painting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I, yeah, I just like the movie. I think it's funny. I like a lot of the characters. Yeah. What was just that, to be dude? clear, is he your goal to marry or to be? To be. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's, I think he's my goal to marry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, well, I'll be him. So you can marry me. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So you can be a lady cop. Uh, yeah. If, okay. That sounds good. All right. Uh, what was that dude's day job again? Uh, he's an artist. He, he was an artist. artist. Oh, so I was, he, I was reading. He was a professional artist. Yeah. I was okay. reading about it. He, he got the three cents. The, the Coens had them write backstories for their characters uh-huh. and they had, this backstory that they had met on the police force and then uh, they got married and then decided, I don't remember why they decided to, that he wasn't going to be a cop anymore, but she was a better cop. So she became a cop and he became a painter. Oh, interesting. So he's like a former cop turned painter. Mm. Yeah. Like so many are. Yeah. Yeah. Like so many. (laughs) Zach, you had seen this movie before. I had. Yeah. What do you think watching it through this time? Um, I, this was probably my least favorite time watching it. Um, I feel a little soft on this movie. Um, I I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a good movie. Um, And I like it, I would say, but I, it's not, for me, it's not the most interesting Cohen's movie. Uh, It's not the most exciting. I don't think it's the funniest. So I, I feel like it has a lot of what make the Coens really unique and specific, but it doesn't excel at what they do well, as well as some of their other movies. So it's not my favorite Coen brothers movie. And it's also just not my favorite version of this story. Like, I think I prefer the first season of Fargo, the show to this movie. So is the first season of Fargo, this story? Not like technically, it's okay. not a remake, but there's a lot of very similar like characters and very similar like plot points that kind of happen. Okay. And so it feels like, like the second season feels much different. Like the, the, the following seasons, um, don't feel like they kind of like it, it almost in a, in a kind of way, almost kind of feels like how the force awakens kind of is a new hope, but it's also not, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's kind of how it feels like to me. Okay. But I prefer the, the TV show version. Interesting. I still haven't watched the TV show version. I really want to. What's his name? Uh, Martin Freeman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he the lead in the whole thing or is he no. just in the first season? Just the first season. Just the first season. Okay. Yeah. It's so an it's anthology. Kind of like an, okay. Yeah. Is the show like a similar like style as far as like trying to like be comedy or? Um, it's darker. Not as much. Okay. Yeah. And when I say darker, I don't mean darker humor. I yeah, mean, it's just, just tonally, it's just yeah. a darker. It's just shot. I think there's some night. humorous parts, though. Like Bob Odenkirk is in the first season. And I, I feel like I remember him being kind of humorous at times, um, but I, not as much. But I also don't, I personally don't find this movie like super funny. I There's times where I do kind of like laugh or chuckle a little bit. I do really like Steve Buscemi. I, I'm with you. I love when I see him in anything. Um, but it. It doesn't do much for me, to be honest. I think that like, I was never like, I don't think I was, except for a few points, I wasn't like laughing out loud, but throughout the whole thing, I was entertained. I was like, these, these, like, this is a, 
just a funny, it's not even the situation's funny, but their handling of the situation. Yeah. And I, I like that. And I like it. it I did, just didn't get bored of it. I, I still, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I think it's a good movie. Um, it, but it's my least favorite that we've done so far of the Coens. Uh-huh. Uh, I had seen this movie before. It had been a long time though. Uh, I don't remember when the first time I saw it was, it was probably in my early twenties. Um, I, you know, I, I went on a pretty big Coen brothers kick in my early twenties and like watched a lot of their older stuff. Um, watching it through this time, I liked it more than I remembered liking it. Um, but yeah, it's still for me is not, it, it wouldn't even make the list for me of like favorite Coen brothers movies. Um, I think a big part of that is the like struggled tone. Like I don't like most of the time, like we've talked about before on this pod that Coen brothers do comedies and dramas and this feels like neither. Like it's not that funny. It's also not that dramatic and intense and so it's just kind of like i don't i don't know what to do with myself watching it um it's a little unsettling and not in a good way like i just don't i don't feel like i ever settle into the rhythm of this movie um but i do still think it's you know i think the coen brothers are are better than most filmmakers and so it's better than like you know like i would rather watch this than any just you know, summer blockbuster that came out this year. Um, and so I, I think it definitely has a place. I think it has a lot of value. It's just, you know, stacked up against their other work. It's, it's just not anything that interesting. Uh, and I think I agree with you, Zach. I think I liked the TV show more than the movie. But yeah, Scott, you were a late bloomer. I was, and you've only watched Coen Brothers movies just the with us. on the pod. Yeah. yeah. So what did uh, what do you think watching this? Yeah, I, di- I didn't really see the point of it. Um, I didn't think it was like bad, but I didn't think it was like great either. Um, I didn't think it was that funny. Um, and I just kind of it ended. I think what what worked for me is how much shorter it felt like it didn't see it didn't feel like it dragged. And I wasn't like bored in it but i was like searching in it for like any kind of meaning and i just couldn't find any and maybe that's the point um and so i was just very indifferent with it i felt similarly to how i felt with burn after reading except i wasn't as tired uh <laughs> yeah as I, say, I don't really know how you feel about burn after reading still because you were just mad at the, <laughs> at the situation um but i would say i like big lebowski a lot more as far as comedies go and um i mean like no country is the other of the three that I had seen outside of this one. And it's just such a different movie. Um, and I thought that was fantastic. And so I think big Lebowski is, was decent. I don't remember what I rated it, but I remember enjoying that one a lot more. Um, I didn't really remember enjoy burn after reading. And I felt similarly, I felt like with this one, I'm just like searching for like, why was this even made a little bit? Um, because I didn't get a ton of enjoyment out of it. And it, it does, maybe to your point, I think maybe feel, it feels a little meandering. Yeah. Well, like, you know, it's it, it's just sort of like, okay, well, like what, what what's happening? Like who, 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 why, you know? Mm-hmm. I definitely felt that a bit. It did feel a little meandering 
to me as well. And I did kind of find myself a little bored at times to the point where at one point, like I remember asking myself the same thing, like what is happening? I remember thinking like, is Peter Stormare dead yet or not? I couldn't remember if he had died. And part of that was just because like I was a little checked out at that point too, you know, but like I just, it was really, I had a hard time engaging with the movie this time through. Interesting. I felt like it was meandering, but not in a, I didn't, I didn't think it was problematic. A, yeah. Like it, it almost felt to me like they, like they, them, the characters themselves are like where she's just kind of wandering through this crime scene a little less. And, and like, she's just, they, they handle everything so strangely and in, in such a weird way uh, that the meanderingness of the story just felt like, because these are just like these kind of like ambling people who are in this weird situation and they're handling it very strangely. I don't know. I also didn't feel like um, William H. Macy did that great. Really? Yeah. I like him in this. He was very underwhelming for me. I normally do like him. Yeah. I read a a story about William H. Macy who apparently did a, a screen test and then didn't hear back, but decided that this was a role that he was born to play. And so he flew out to New York where they had begun production and said, I'm worried that you guys are about to ruin your movie. And if you don't put me in this movie, I'm going to shoot your dogs. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> and he was, I, it was a joke. Okay. Uh, joking. Of course, that's what the, the trivia said afterwards. Uh, but he, uh, he thought he was born for it. He thought that nobody else could do it. So are you calling him a liar? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Either a liar or he's just wrong and stupid. Yeah. Interesting. Who do you think would have been better? I don't anyone. <laughs> anyone. Maybe Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman would have been better, yeah. <laughs> Not anyone. I, mean, I don't think he did, like, bad. I just don't, like, there was multiple times where I was just, like, once again, thinking about his, I was pulled out from, like, just engaging with him in the movie. Like, when? Through most of the time I saw him. Would you like to give a specific <laughs> example? Um, okay, when he's sitting at his desk. I don't doing, know what you're looking for. What? Well, so I'm, I'm the look, whole thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking looking, about I'm his looking for I'm looking for reasons so that I can discuss that and maybe try to change your mind. Mostly, I don't I'm think have he like delivered a good performance. How about this, Jake? I'm trying to figure out what about his I performance. Know, but yeah. here, here's a better way to crack this because this is not going to work. <laughs> okay. you're gonna, why don't you share a moment of a good performance from him in this movie? And then Scott can react to that. Interesting. I think that he is like, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure I say it right. Um, where like, I, I feel like he's supposed to, like he feels like off and like like phony because he's just lying and like cheating everybody and like I thought that 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 part where he's like rehearsing what he's going to say when he's gonna call his uh uh-huh. call the sheriff he's like it's about my wife and I thought like I thought that was good we're like like we're just getting a, a little peek behind him and how he's uh, presenting himself and I think I thought I thought he did a good job there I, I thought that was a funny scene yeah I like that scene yeah. apparently that was his idea it was one of his only oh really contributions uh, yeah. I, I read that they had even written out most of his stuttering. I can't remember. I, th- I think we've discussed in past episodes how like meticulous they are as script writers, right? Like there's uh-huh. really no room for improvising with yeah. the Coens. Not, and not just actors, but also Roger, like also the cinematographer. Like really? they're very uh, prescriptive on the page. Oh, wow. About like what to shoot, what to shoot. Yeah. Huh? 
Yeah, wow. I mean, respect to the Coens. That's really yeah, and and they don't like they don't have like a lot of um, a lot of times, especially writer directors. A lot of times, what they'll do in production is like they'll be shooting things and then they'll like change the script as the movie's being made mm. like not just improvise but they'll just change the script and they hand out like new new script pages all the time um and the cone brothers had they call them color pages because it's like every time there's an update you get a different color so that way everyone knows like okay we're all on the right script now uh and the cone brothers famously don't ever have color scripts mm. it's just what they wrote and gave to everybody at the beginning. I wanted to go back to that piece of trivia that you said about William H. Macy going and like convincing the, the Coens. Uh -huh. I feel like that takes like an impressive level of self-awareness to like look at such a despicable character and be like, Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's what I was thinking. I'll right? nail this. Like I read that story and I was like, that's not, who I would want to say, <laughs> this is the role I was born to play. Like, if it's like, if I read that character and think like, oh, I'd be perfect for that, my next course of action would be, I need to work on myself and change <laughs> yeah. things in my life. You'd not go shoot the Coen brothers' dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's fair. But hey, that's, I mean, is this William H. Macy's, like, uh, maybe most iconic performance or role? Probably. I would guess. I, I feel, feel like, like he's mostly just a like a well, a by a by like a side character, character yeah. like yeah, a, a bit of a character actor maybe. But he even kind of is a little bit in this movie too. Like he's definitely one of the main characters, but it's definitely like an ensemble. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I would say like Peter Stormare has about as much role in the film as William H Macy does, <laughs> and he has like two lines. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I read that he has. 15 lines. Okay. And he never said more than one complete sentence at a time. <laughs> uh, and that, that was all the dialogue he had. But then like Steve Buscemi had the most dialogue in the film. Mm. And they, he was just mostly talking to Peter Stormare. <laughs> was he, was he pretty funny. What ethnicity was he playing in this? Because I feel like he's typically Russian. Was it Russian or was uh, it not? I don't know. It's Peter Stormare, for some reason, is cast as the Russian guy, even though he's Swedish. Uh, and I don't get that but he apparently speaks in swedish in the movie at one point mm. he calls somebody a uh, slur that i'm not gonna say uh but yeah. for our swedish tots you don't want to offend our swedish oh i tots. don't i can't say it in swedish oh, okay. <laughs> i was i'm not gonna say it in english <laughs> okay <got> uh, it. <laughs> um I, so maybe he was supposed to be swedish uh, he didn't really say enough for me to get a vibe yeah he, didn't, some, he didn't seem russian to me no no but th there's not enough context to know yeah Apparently, he like loved the role so much that he formed a band called Blonde from Fargo. <laughs> wow! Yeah, Peter did. Peter Stormare did. Interesting. No, I'll tell you what. That hair was heinous. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I liked um, Frances McDormand though. I thought she did really good. Yeah, I think she always does a very good job. Mm -hmm. Like I've never seen her and thought like. That, that was not a good performance. I, I don't really know what else she's in. I don't she, know if I've seen much I, of her. She's won like three Oscars now, I think. Oh, really? For best actress. Yeah. I think she's won three Didn't times. she just win for that movie she did about the, yes. the camera? Yeah. Yeah. Nomadland? Yeah. That movie I didn't like. And I... I because she was talking to real people, right? Yeah. And I remember thinking this is really... Feels really mean. 
to me. Uh, yeah. So I, I was not a fan of that. Interesting. I haven't seen it, but oh, it's, that's interesting. I like. I get your point, Jake. I'm not uh-huh. invalidating it. I think that's a super valid point. Uh, but I loved it. I loved the movie. Uh-huh. Like I, if it was a movie and everybody knew it was a movie, <laughs> I think I could have shared that opinion. Well, they knew that they were on camera. Like sure, they knew but, it was a movie. Yeah, but they didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. That she was acting. Yeah. Yeah. She um, also won for three billboards. Yeah, she yeah. did. And I thought she did a great job in three billboards. I don't remember that movie very well, so we'll we'll see next oh. year. You're gonna love it. Okay. There's okay. a lot of nodding. Happening. You're going to <laughs> yeah. love it, or I'll kill your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the only Joking, you know, of course. Woof. <laughs> Funny enough, the only other movie I've seen her in, which is, uh, is Transformers: Dark of the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't sure. even remember her in that I'm movie. Sure she killed thing. it, though. <laughs> I think she was she, nominated for that. <laughs> she looked vaguely familiar to me, but I couldn't place her in anything. Transformers: Dark of the Moon was just, her first Oscar. Just win, I think. wild that a, a a woman who's won three Oscars for best performance and the only other movie Scott's seen her in was Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason we're able to Dark watch those movie. other movies is because I haven't it's seen true. them. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but I do think that, that Frances McDormand's and her, her character was, uh, uh, I liked her a lot. I liked her too. I liked the performance. And I, I, she was very, like that clip that we did at the beginning where she's just going through. And she's, yeah. Going to barf. Well, that's past. Um, <laughs> I love, I love how we are constantly seeing her eating. She's and very whimsical, and yeah. This, and yeah, where she's just like, "All right, I just looked at these three dead bodies, and I'm hungry again." She, I, hopefully, this isn't weird, but I remember like watching this movie, thinking like she was really pretty. Like I thought she was pretty in this movie. Why would that be? I don't know weird? because I think in my mind I just picture her like she's kind of older now. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, but like I don't, I don't think she's really pretty. But I wouldn't be like. Uh, hopefully, it's not a weird thing for me to say. But I think this is a pretty woman. No, I, <laughs> I think it's weird. See? <laughs> just to See? validate your fear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just like how you said was like she's no longer pretty. Well, she's just like older now. Because uh-huh, old people can't be pretty. No. Uh, yeah. Gross. No. I, not really. Like <laughs> I, I think Judy Dench is still pretty. You know, like and she's old as hell. I mean, I thought Renee Zellweger and Jerry Maguire was pretty, and she was very old. <laughs> yeah, she was already 27. <laughs> That's true. That is the only pretty old person. She's a 27-year-old Renee Zellweger. <laughs> no, I did not think that Frances McDormand was pretty in this movie, and it might have been the hair. I don't know, but like, I... Definitely and didn't have that reaction. Her waddling around in the big pregnancy suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole time. And maybe the accent. I think we've established that I think it's a, the least attractive accent. Do you know what I think is crazy, though, about her performance? Apparently, she was able to find a pregnant cop that works in Minnesota. Really? And then talked to her and like worked with her on her performance, which is just like wild that she was like, I need to find a pregnant cop in Minnesota. And then they were like, we got you. I heard or I read that she didn't actually want the role of the pregnant cop. Yeah, she apparently was. I, I she did, just wanted to be one of the hookers or something. Yeah, that was what I it said. She was looking for a role really? as, as yeah. a hooker or a stripper and was uh, reticent to take this role and then realized that it was a gift. But <laughs> what a weird thing to be like. I would like to be I, I don't want to be the lead. I would like to be one of the hookers. 
that are in the movie for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's very weird. Yeah. You it's, got some interesting, like, casting stories. Yeah, it's about as weird as William H. Macy's story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, yeah, just super... I can't imagine, like, going in there be like, could I have the smallest part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I, I did think... I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I always think Frances McDormand does great, and I thought she did great in this, but the person who stole the show for me... Uh, was definitely Steve Buscemi. Yeah. I, I I think, you know, a lot of times, like, he just doesn't get enough part in movies. Like, he's never the lead, you uh-huh. know? And, like, and he's never really even that, like, important of a character a, a lot of times. Um, like, I'm even thinking about Lebowski with Donnie. It's like, he, he had, like, two lines, you know? Like, uh-huh. Uh, this movie though, man, he really shown, he delivered, uh, he, you know, had a substantial part and he really delivered on it. Well, they actually, they wrote the part for him. Okay. Which I, I thought was, because I agree with you. I don't feel like I get enough Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Like I watched something like I, I was on a plane not that long ago and I watched Reservoir Dogs on the plane and I was like, man, I would love to watch something else with Steve Buscemi in it, but I can't even think of anything right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could, he, you could watch him be crazy eyes in Mr. Deeds. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was on the plane list actually. He's in Wedding Singer. I haven't seen the Wedding Singer. He's in Spy Kids too. I have seen Spy Kids too. <laughs> and he rocks that movie. Yeah. He's in Big Fish. Oh, I, I forgot about that. We're going to watch next year. Yeah, I don't really want to watch that. Oh, we put it on the list? Scott put it on the list. For what? I wasn't listening. Why? I was, Why are you not listening I was, to us? I was looking at something on the computer. <laughs> what did I, I put on the list? This, you know this thing that we're doing right now? It's all about us talking and listening to each other and responding. I Yeah, you guys were doing the talking and listening. <laughs> I was looking at something. I feel, like, I feel like at any given time during this show, there is a less than 50% chance this guy's listening to us. <laughs> I got distracted by the fact that Francis McDormand is married to Joel Cohen. I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently they've been married since like the mid 80s. I don't I, I didn't know Yeah, that, I didn't know man. that either. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to Scott, I had that locked up in here though and I was gonna, just going to get to it. Are you going to get to that this was the warmest summer? I was actually. Yeah. I, I was actually going to talk about that too. It yeah. was apparently the warmest it had the warmest the region had seen in 100 years and almost all the snow was fake. Oh and wow. they just had to like move around uh to different areas because it was just too like warm and sunny in a lot of places. So Roger Deakins was talking about this. They had to keep moving north throughout the shoot to like chase the snow, basically. And uh, the opening sequence where like the car's driving through like the blizzard, the snow drift, uh, it was the first time it had snowed in the entire shoot. It was like middle of the shoot. And uh, Roger was filming uh, a scene the scene with uh, where William H. Macy uh, pitches to his father-in-law, the, uh, the deal, the deal. Uh, And they were like stuck doing that. Like they couldn't just go get the shot, but they needed that shot. And so he just sent an assistant with a camera and said, go get the shot because he had gone out and marked on the ground. Like every, like this is where the camera goes. This is where it's going to shoot. This is the lens that we're going to use. And they had like prepped the shot but like he couldn't even go get it. So the entire opening sequence was just shot by an assistant. Wow. Hmm. 
and Roger didn't see it until the edit. Mm, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a, a lot of the snow, like none of the like big snow like areas were fake snow, but anytime that you like see someone like interacting with snow at all, like walking through or something like that, it's all just fake. Uh, apparently, well, n- none of the movie is actually in Fargo or like shot in Fargo at yeah. all. Um, and I probably for that reason, but they're not really in Fargo very much. Apparently they just thought that Fargo sounded cooler than calling the movie Brainerd. Yeah. So they, they picked Fargo. It's accurate. Yeah, a good yeah. call. It's accurate. But yeah, there were, there are a lot of scenes that we see like locations that we see multiple times, like the car, uh, the car crash, uh, uh that was filmed in like five different locations. Huh. Because like they just had to keep moving north to chase snow and the Cone brothers were like, it doesn't matter. Like no one's gonna no one's gonna be able to know that this is not the same location. Like because it's, it's just all white. just <laughs> it's all just white and it's empty and it's nothingness. Mm-hmm. Like there's no frame of reference for anyone to know. Like, oh, they're in a whole other state now. Yeah, I had Literally zero idea. And a whole other country. At one point, they, they had to shoot in Canada mm-hmm. <laughs> because they were chasing the snow. Yeah. How did you guys feel about the dad, Wade Gustafson? Uh, just kind of whatever. You know, I thought he did a good job. The actor did. Uh, I felt like the character was like it, probably the most believable real person in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't think that Marge was that believable? No. I felt like she she seemed believable to me. What about her wasn't believable to you? I don't know. Uh, just the like like kind of what Jake had said earlier, like just the like the way she just kind of meandered through things, like it it just didn't seem it just didn't I I didn't buy her at all. Mm. Like they're trying to like put her forward as like a really good cop, like the only good cop, honestly. Like and when I say good, I just mean like good at her job. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't that good at her job. Like, and it's like really this entire state doesn't have a single good detective. I don't know. I feel like she went and looked at the scene and within five minutes, like said exactly what had happened. Okay. Didn't she? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, that's like saying it's sunny out. I don't know if if you walked up on it, if you would be able to exactly describe what had happened, though. Uh, I mean, it seemed pretty obvious. Okay. I flatter myself. I've read a lot of Sherlock Holmes. I think I could nail it. <laughs> okay. I have a lot of training in reading that book. Zach, how do you feel? Do you feel like you would have nailed it? No. <laughs> I don't think me. I would have nailed it. But I wouldn't, like, consider myself a But he hasn't read Sherlock by Holmes. Any means. Yeah, and I also haven't read Sherlock Holmes. Mm. Yeah, what if what if I've seen I watched, the movie? Yeah, I've seen I've the movie. Not, it's I mean it's it's better <laughs> what than if nothing. I've seen Iron Man pretend to be Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> See, that's better than nothing, but it's not it's not the same. What if I've seen the two Sherlock Holmes movies and I've watched one episode of Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock? Watching Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock for me is a negative. Oh, oh. really? You don't like that? No. How come? I'm, uh, I'm just I, curious. I just don't like the idea of Sherlock Holmes in the modern world in in any way. Oh yeah, um, I for, you're such a purist. I, I forget. I'm a purist who liked the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie. <laughs> oh, you, but you did like that one. Yeah, I think it's fun. Okay. Uh, I mean, how can you not have fun with Guy Pierce? Yep. 
It's true. I like Guy Pierce. You also really didn't like the Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power finish. The Rings of Power, I, I hate. Wait, Guy season. Pierce? Are you thinking of the director? No, oh, Guy Fieri. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant the director, uh, not Guy Pierce. I can't think of his name either. Guy, his name is Guy, isn't it? I, I think, think it so. is Guy. It's Guy something. But Guy Pierce is from right Memento. He's the yeah. actor from Memento. Guy, start with an R. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Guy Ritchie. Uh, how can you not have fun with a Guy Ritchie? Fun film? director. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, is Guy Pierce in that movie? <laughs> My bad. When you said Thanks that, I, you were talking. I thought you were talking about Guy Ritchie, the yeah, director. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Too many guys. You know. Yeah. There's two. Well, there's three we can think of. Guy Fieri. That's too many. <laughs> Who's your favorite guy? Fieri. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the frosted tips. He's the coolest one. Yeah. 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 Think about how many burgers that guy has eaten. <laughs> a lot. Oh, that's a, I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Now I have to. Yeah, but that's why a, did you put that thought in my head? That's a thought I never. If you had to put a number on it, how many burgers do you think Guy Fieri's eaten in his life? Uh, over 100,000. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I think he's right. I think he's right. 100,000. I think he's yeah. right. Maybe not to completion, but. <laughs> not to completion. Yeah. But like he's he's got a show where he goes to diners, drive-ins, and dives all across the country and all like half of them give him a burger to try at if least he had a burger a day <laughs> yeah I, I, I think he's had more than one burger a day every day for the rest of his <laughs> yeah. entire life okay okay i wonder how many burger days a hundred thousand how old is he like 60 probably no idea. something like that all right i'm gonna do some math you guys keep talking <laughs> back to the normal podcast um i the other thing that i really like about this movie is the um like the soundtrack, like the, the theme is so iconic. Like uh -huh. I could hear that theme and place it immediately. It is really good. Uh -huh. It's I, I, I'm so impressed with, with that. I, I think it's probably that and the cinematography I think are probably the two strongest like things about this movie for me. I like it. I, 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 but I, I think it's funny. So that is, is higher <laughs> yeah, for me. No, but, sure. You know. Totally. Yeah. 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 I fear you'd have to have four and a half hamburgers a day for his entire life. Okay, Since that seems was like born. a lot. Since <laughs> he was born, <laughs> that, seems like that seems like let's say let's let's cut that down to fifty, uh, 30,000 30, burgers. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and I think that he's eaten thirty thousand. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> oh man, any other uh, any other uh, like favorite moments or nits to pick about this movie? I thought Sally Wingert did really good. I don't know who that is. Who is, who, is that the wife? It was the uh, yeah, irate customer's wife was her role. Oh, <laughs> that was pretty. I actually really liked that I like that, that scene. scene. I was making a, a joke of yeah. calling her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. another little bit of trivia. Apparently, that was based on, it, he said, Joel Cohen said that was almost a verbatim transcription of a real interaction he had with a car salesman. Oh, nice. That he was furious at. Let's let's real quick. Uh, I feel like we buried the lead a little bit. Let's real quick talk about the overt lie in the very beginning oh, of this movie. Yeah. 
insane. <laughs> I was like, that just that I don't think that's true. That this is true. Uh, and so then I had to pause it and look it up to make sure. Yeah, but apparently, wait, what, what are you talking about? At the beginning of the movie, they said this like, is, this is based on true events. We changed the names of the people involved. Yeah, didn't we already? Discuss this? We did Back on a different yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did, but I had forgotten that discussion. Oh, but, really? I was, but then I was like, why? Like, well, I don't understand why you lie and say <laughs> it's based off true events. Didn't he also it. tell the cast that it was true? Apparently, they didn't know it was like, apparently, they didn't like make an announcement or whatever. They like, like three weeks into production, they're like, this, by the way, this is not true. But they like didn't know <laughs> it until that point. It's so it is sort of true in that they really did like pull a lot of different true stories together like that, like, you know, Joel Cohen, you know, car salesman interaction uh-huh. and like uh, the cop getting murdered was like something that was really in the news. And like there were a lot of things that they just pulled together, um, but it is not itself a true story at all. It makes sense. I just, I don't understand doing that, especially for a movie like this. Like, I feel like for a horror movie that generates buzz around a horror movie. I think it was, I, I really think it's a, uh, like a tone decision. It's, it's trying to get you immediately to like look at this movie through a particular lens and to have an experience as a result. Okay. Like, I think that's why, but uh, I, I agree with you. I think it's stupid. Like, don't yeah. do that. Like, that super weird. <laughs> Since we had already had the discussion, I knew it wasn't. So I kind of wish I could have experienced the movie believing it to be true. Really? Yeah, just to see if I would have felt differently. I don't think you do. Because <laughs> the first time I watched it, I believed that. Oh, really? Yeah. That it was true? Yeah. I, I never did. I don't know why, but the first time I watched it, it was just like, oh, that's interesting that they would do that. But like... There was no part of me that ever thought it was a real story. Really? Yeah. I mean, nothing about it seems like so incredibly far-fetched that if somebody was like, you know, that's a true story, I wouldn't be like, you're a lie. Except for now that I Yeah, like that could never have happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Transformers or, you know. Whoa, that's not true. (laughs) Frances McDormand told me that it happened. She said it was true. She was in it. She said it was a documentary. <laughs> yeah. So my, my husband, Joel, shot this. I like the layers of of this that, like, uh, like you don't like Nomadland because... Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> 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 no. Oh, man. Well, what do you guys say we, uh, we put this one to bed, then? Let's put it to bed, eh? All right. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long you could go with the silence. I mean, I could go longer. But I knew I just you don't were going to be the one to break it. Well, you were looking at me. Expecting <laughs> me. <laughs> All right, Jake, you're up. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, an eight. Oh, I don't have a thing. Oh, no. Shots to the face. Nice. I'm going to give this uh, 6.9. Uh, Bushemis and a uh, whatever they're called, a wood chipper. <laughs> I'm a little bit upset right now. Yeah, six point nine is lower than I expected. Zach, uh, you also stole my metric. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will give this seven point five. Uh, pregnant cops, and I'll give this seven point three. Props reused in another movie. 
So this comes out to a 74%. What prop are you talking about? The money bag. Oh, was that? It's the same bag in No Country for Old Men. Oh. Oh. That's funny. Hmm. Yeah. We talked about it in No Country for Old Men. Yeah. I'm sure we did. I we just we have a lot of conversations. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> but it's, it's it's the same prop. Jake and doesn't remember that we talked in Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> about this not being a true story. I remembered <laughs> it after after I looked at it. I was like, oh yeah, we talked about it. Uh, but at the moment, I was like, you know, I was after work. I was sitting down to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's the same prop used, and some people because we don't really know how. Uh, Llewellyn got the got like where the origin of the money bag really was. So there's some people on the internet that think and assume that it is in fact like oh, the same universe. That's kind of cool. That is interesting. I wish I would have known. Because like the the like Steve Buscemi hides the money and then dies. Yeah. So uh-huh. like no one knows about it. No one knows where it is. Everyone with knowledge of the money is dead. Yeah. And uh or no, dead. Everyone's dead. And then... Hmm. Well, Jerry's not dead, but he doesn't know where the money is. Yeah, he doesn't right. know where yeah. the money is. Yeah. But he, he knows that it's... He, he Maybe he was looking for it. He knows it's there. Oh, he's probably in jail forever. Yeah, he's in jail yeah. forever. Yeah. It is found in the show, though. It is found in the show. Yeah, oh, so. that briefcase is found in the show? Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like you should watch that show. I, I it's not, I, There's a lot of things I should watch that I'm just not lately. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> And I don't really know what's wrong with me because like I'm watching Seinfeld again, <laughs> you know, and it's not like, it's not like I'm sitting down and what, but like I'm doing stuff, but like, I'm like, why am I, there's so many things to watch. I thought you didn't really like Seinfeld. No, I, Zach doesn't like Seinfeld. Oh, okay. I, I like, like Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I, I mean, I don't dislike Seinfeld, but you, yesterday you told me I couldn't even get through season two. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Like it, when it's on, <laughs> that doesn't mean I dislike it. If you couldn't get through it, there's a strong <laughs> implication that you didn't like it. <laughs> not necessarily. It's it's not that I either just like love a show or dislike it, but if there's other things that are competing for my attention, there might be other things I prefer to devote my attention to. But that's not what couldn't get through means. <laughs> me. Couldn't get through means I was trying to watch I this. I don't know and if I, I said couldn't get through. I think maybe it really you struck are me. saying that. No, it really struck me. I think when I you said, said that I was still in season two last I was watching it. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on what happened here. (laughs) All right, Scott, what does this uh, come out to? This is a 74%. uh, So this comes out to movie number 69 out of 118. Nice. Uh, Once again, (laughs) 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 the other other guys gave this a 94%. I am to be given an 8.1 and we give it a 74%. Feels a little low to me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's tracks with me yeah 6.9 i wasn't expecting a, a sub seven on this movie yeah i yeah. wasn't expecting a sub seven jake's more of an outlier than i am i'm closer to you guys than that's jake true. is that's yeah. true so definitely um next week we're going to the final pick of season three yeah final episode three? final <laughs> episode yeah. Yeah. Season three. you are really checked out this episode uh, man we're uh reviewing ex machina so We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> it was my pick, and I did it. <laughs> Zach, do you have anything else to say before we get out of here about Seinfeld? Uh, here's the issue with Seinfeld. Yeah? Yeah. 
what what's the issue? He'll make you. <laughs> Here's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, Scott. Uh-huh. You want to tell you, me off air? How do you feel about uh, or do you want to say it on Jerry pod? Stiller in Seinfeld? Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.